are you glad you came? Well, those five people over here, are you glad you came? Hallelujah. If you're visiting today, you're like, I am exhausted. I had one hour's worship. Wasn't it just amazing? How many people thank God for praise and worship? How many people thank God we do not go cheap when it's time to worship the Lord? It's so amazing. Somebody said to me one day, you know, Pastor, we only really, we really need a couple of songs. Oh, I said, I've located you very quickly. Teach your children the presence of the Lord. It's one thing to give them the word. That is the final authority in everything. Hebrews 1 tells us that everything is upheld by the word of his power. Psalm 34 tells us that his word of vital necessity is final. this morning with a 22 week little baby inside her dancing on to God how many people know this little baby hasn't a hope in going to hell This little baby, this little girl will never know hell on earth. Because of what she's being born into. 
but her parents are steward in the presence of God even whilst that child is in the womb. Because what you saw this morning was not a show. And I applaud you all. I applaud you worshiping with your hearts, not just your talent, and not just your skill. And to that, I'm grateful. Hallelujah, for the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. How many people believe the best days are right up ahead of us? You believe that? Praise God. Hallelujah. I want you to go with me, please, to 3 John 2. Thank you, guys. That was so powerful. I want to minister to you for a few minutes this morning and get you a few scriptures. And how many people knows that's always a benefit? But this scripture in 3 John 2 has become powerfully alive to me over quite a period of time. And even, excuse me, so much this year. The dwelling on what the Lord has planned and the dwelling on what the Lord's heart is and Regardless of what's going on around about, regardless of what's going on in people's lives, regardless of what they're telling us out there in the grand scale of things, we have the inside scoop. You know, so many people want to know about the days ahead, but they'll listen to the news to hear it rather than listening or reading about eschatology. When God... Our Father knows what's going to happen. We should maybe listen to Him. Because we're not going to find it on CNN, Fox News, any news. They only respond and repeat and twist narratives, agendas. Anything that plays into a system, a system that's being set up, an antichrist system. Yeah. And scripture says, yet even yet there are antichrists among us. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. So what is that? People that are absolutely against the anointing. Christ is not, as we've been taught well in this city, Christ is not the last name of Jesus. It simply means the anointed one and his anointing. And it is representative of him, the Messiah. This anointing came upon him, and this anointing has come upon us. Scripture says resides upon us. But we must never forget that at the moment of salvation, we receive the indwelling of the Spirit. Born again, made anew. The miracle of the new birth, the new creation. The infilling then, or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we receive the Spirit upon. There's many people with the Spirit within, but in today's world, we need believers with the Spirit upon. And that's what we're working at. We're not working at entertaining the world. There's a lot of places that say, well, you know what? We got our camera services down so that we can win the world. 
but there is no trace of evidence of any scripture that would even allude to that. So even if I was to stand up here and say today is that we are gearing our services towards the lost, I would be in error. Because church is not for the lost. It's for the saved. And this is the error that, that the whole thing has got into over the years, as in that we would allow the church to become depleted in knowledge, depth, strength, anointing at the expense of just trying to get someone saved. But no one can get saved unless the Spirit draws them. That's why even D.L. Moody said that a vast pr proportion of those that seemed to get saved under his, under his ministry, he didn't believe actually were true conversions. That's a hard statement. But what's going to keep us in the day that we're living in is not only the indwelling presence of the Lord, but the Spirit of the Lord upon us. On Tuesday night, if you never heard the message on Tuesday night, I'd ask you to revisit it. How many people believe that was a stellar working of the Spirit of God? Talking about the well within and the river of God. The well within being for you and the river being for everyone else. Many people have chosen to try and live out of the river just because we can see the power of God impacting people's lives around us. We think we're fine. But that river will work through you in spite of you. What we have to tend is the well. So that's just a little recap. So that's why you can see even healing evangelists over the years where they could see everybody healed around them, but yet they themselves were destroyed physically. Many healing evangelists, evangelists were very sick. Yet when they came up and worked under the anointing, momentarily, they had a reprieve from their personal affliction while they were helping others. But the moment that they returned to the natural existence of a man or a woman, that which was wrong with them manifested because the anointing to work had lifted. Now, Scripture also says that we have not so learned Christ. What does that mean? We haven't learned <clears throat> the anointing. Well, it's time we do. <laughs> not only from within, but from without. Understand what that anointing does for us and understanding what that anointing does for others. But many in the charismatic world have been fooled because they think just because the power works for others that the power is working for you. Now, even if you listen to the testimony, anybody ever heard of a man called Kenneth Copeland? my spiritual father. You would have heard Kenneth over the years and more so over this last two decades of testifying to not staying in the word for himself. 
And when he didn't stay in the word for himself, it cost him. Things physically or things around him financially happened negatively. And the Lord would have to remind him, Kenneth, you're not in this for yourself because you spend all your time in it for everyone else. And that was because of television programs. That was because of everything. And the Lord would talk, or Kenneth would talk to the Lord. Brother Copeland would talk to the Lord about his schedule. But nevertheless, the Lord would talk to him about staying full of the word. I want you to lift your hand and say, I receive this today. <clears throat> because even in John 2, remember the miracle of the turning the water into wine? Remember what? There was no faucet to fill the pots. Big old heavy pots had to be hauled to the well. Water had to be drawn. And those pots had to come back. Jesus did not miraculously fill those pots with water. And sometimes I think, why couldn't he have done the whole shebang? But what he was showing there at the miracle of the water into wine is that there is work on our side. There is always work on our side that we still have to fill ourselves with water. The washing of the water will turn into wine within us. But I wish it was as simple as us just hauling ourselves under a faucet. But we too have to draw to see the water fill this pot. It was amazing too that the woman at the well, where she even recognized, how are you going to get a drink? Because there was no bucket. So these things lead us to the personal tending of oneself. You see, I've proved it many times in my life that the anointing that sustains me is not the same as the anointing that touches you through me. Now you can say it's the same anointing. Yeah, the split hairs. I don't have many to split. And some of you are going the same way. And that's just the ladies. Hallelujah. I take authority over that bad confession. Some of you are like, I don't receive that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> so if I was to stop now, you have received a lot. But that's not good enough for some. Because you want me to do the study for you. Because for some, all you're getting is what you get from here. And that is quite sad because you have to tend your spirit personally because you can show up here or show up to another church every service and I pray for you and do you know what I've felt over the years I know what that anointing is like to come upon me to work 
But I had to learn very quickly as a minister that that was not my anointing for Paul's sustained life. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many people have received at least one thing already? Praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord, you know. Hallelujah. Third John 2 says this, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now that will lead you to the thought right there, guys. Stay with me. I won't be long. I'll have you out by 3 o'clock. Hallelujah. I mean, it's... <clears throat> that leads you to a thought as your soul prospers. So I'm not the one that's putting the limits on God. But if I am not actively engaged in the progressive prospering of my soul, then I am limiting. Now, some people don't think like this because they just hear that scripture. They think it's a financial scripture. But it's not a financial scripture. It's a total life prosperity scripture. Spirit, soul, body, physically, relationally, financially, socially. So, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Like even that one statement coming out of my spirit this morning. If you, if you believe your sins are forgiven, then believe that you're healed. I don't feel like a sinner, then you don't feel like a sick person. Say this with me. I refuse for sickness to stay on my body. I have a well of salvation living in the inside of me. And according to this, that it could be limited by the lack of prospering of my soul. And I'm trying to get from without what has already been placed in me. And what helps release this for me individually, personally, is what? The prospering of my soul. See, how prideful is it that I just work with God to get you a message? But how many people knows that as the preacher, I'm the one that actually could do with the message? But how arrogant to think that I am just here to work for you. And you can just see me working in a wonderful anointing. Man, he can bring the presence of the Lord. But yet my insights for me could be dying. I know this is for somebody. Because you can run on what you have for others for a period of time. But you can't run on what's for others for any length of time. 
God's grace does, in spite of us, sustain us. But it is necessary for us to take responsibility in this life to ensure that we are in agreement with a sustaining power that is available from the well of salvation from within me. How many people actually believe that healing is within you? Let me see your hands wave at me right now. It is within you. So then what's stopping your body being affected by it? You see, somebody wants to come along and touch you. It's amazing. Prayer, call for the elders of the church. That's the grace of God. But there are also scriptures that lead you to the knowledge and the revelation and the understanding of divine health. Say this with me. I receive the blessing of divine health. Come on, say it again. I receive the blessing of divine health. One more time. I receive the blessing. Oh, I sense the anointing on this. I receive the blessing of divine health. That means within me is an unlimited source of knowledge and understanding and wisdom that is not of me. It's not from me. And if I tend that well that contains all of that, you see, I could be in a conversation with uh, uh, Joey and Kirsten. I could be at dinner with them. And you know what? Because of me being there and what I am in their lives, wisdom is just flowing for them. But I could return to my home and no wisdom for me. Maybe I should go home. How many people's understanding this? How many people have seen exactly what I've just talked about? You had it for someone else, but you didn't have it for you. Look at your neighbor and say, that's the last time that's ever going to happen. Whoa, come on, everybody. I feel the Holy Ghost. That's the last time. That's the last time. That's the last time. You have healing power for everybody else, and when it comes to you, you're just a dead duck having to just play along with every nurse and doctor playing hospitals. You're trying to get everybody else out of hospital, and then you have to tootle along to it. And you just can't believe it that you ended up in hospital. Well, I'm not saying it's always a lack of supplying the well. There's attacks of the enemy. There's all of those different things going on. But for context, we're talking about greater is he that is in you. How many people is receiving something? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So say this with me. Today, I prosper beyond the limits. Say it again. Today, I prosper beyond all limits. I refuse to limit myself ever again in the name of Jesus. Every sin has been forgiven 
every sickness It's amazing how much faith you can step up with for someone else. But do you have the same faith for yourself? Oh, God. I'm going to try and be in my best behavior. If you hear yells come out of me, it's not a deliverance. It's the excitement of the Holy Ghost. Because somebody's going to get free. Somebody's going to get free. And it's more than getting free from a demon. We're getting free from other things. Free from personal limitations. Well, I think it's a devil holding me back. It's not. It's you're running on the dregs of your well. Amen. <laughs> this little child is shouting better than some of you. I don't know if I came to hear this. What did you come for? Well, I came for a prophetic word. This is very prophetic. This is not about setting you up for, you know what, you're going to be an amazing, whatever, whatever. You are going to be amazing. When you fill your well, you are going to be amazing. <laughs> I said, when you fill your well, you're going to be amazing. So great to see you. We speak the healing power of Christ over you. Everything the enemy meant for bad, God's turning for good. This precious anointing will leave you in better shape than the attack of the enemy ever did to put you in bad shape. I pray the healing power of God over your life in the name of Jesus. And this is not the way this will finish. And God will show you his glory in these days to come. And you will feel strength from heaven in a way that you haven't felt in many, many years. And I hear this. The Spirit says this. Tell her, I will restore to her the years that the canker worm, and the locusts have eaten. Watch me, says the Spirit of the Lord, for the latter shall be greater than the former, and you shall have joy, days of joy on earth before you ever enter the gates of heaven. Give the Lord praise and honor and glory. Come on, give him praise and honor and glory. Come on, get in it. 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 You know, my family, they were, my, well, my son and daughter-in-law, they were giving me a hard time because I called No Sugar June. And there were parties all weekend. And I'm telling you, you couldn't have held me down and forced that kick into me. Because once I set myself, when I set myself like that, You couldn't have held me down. I'm telling you, it was a something the other night, and they said, here, Pastor, take a plate, freeze it until the end of June. <laughs> so at midnight at the end of June, I have a big plate of five pieces of different kinds of cake. <laughs> the devil's waiting on me. One minute past midnight at the end of June, the devil's
standing there going, hello. Let's get some more inflammation in that body. You see? Beloved, I wish above all things that they may prosper and be in health even as your soul. <laughs> well, you see, I'm telling you, these are these fads these people are preaching. I'm telling you, the scripture warns us of people like that. Telling you not to eat this and not to eat that. I'm, I'm telling you, eat what you want. But you are going to wear what you eat. And you're going to visit doctors if you don't eat the right things. Lift your hand and say, I'm happy, I'm prospering in my soul right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and if you have cancer, do not eat sugar. I'm going to say it again. If you have cancer cells in your body, get rid of the sugar pronto. Don't even look at it. Don't even go anywhere where it is in the name of Jesus. Why? Because that sugar will feed that cancer. I serve notice on cancer in this room in the name of Jesus. I'm going to say it again. I serve notice on cancer in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and say, I'm cancer free. Shout it out. I'm cancer free. Say it again, I'm cancer free. Let your eyes say, I never will have cancer. You say, well, I tell you, you're making a big confession like that there, the devil will stick it on you. Well, let's talk about what God has stuck on you. He put on you the Holy Ghost. I said he put on you the Holy Ghost. Esther was clothed with the anointing. Shut it out, I am clothed with the anointing. Oh, spirit within. Now get ready, I haven't received today's tithes and offerings. Some of you like trying to get a freebie. Ain't no freebies here at this church. This is a good steak dinner and we're gonna pay for it. I know I got a religious devil right there. He makes them pay for messages. No, there's other places do. This is the word of life. I said, this is the word of life. I'm gonna say it again, this is the word of life. Shut it out, I shall not die. You gotta die with something. Why can't you just die of old age? Why can't your breath just go from your body with a smile on your face? Eating an apple. <laughs> or a nice piece of lettuce. There's other tastier, healthy things than lettuce. Like a big stick. 
Shout it out, I'm going to make it. Come on, shout it, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it all the way. 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 Woo, it sounds like somebody means it in here. I'm going to make it all the way. All the way, not just a part of the way. I'm not going to be like Abram's daddy. And Abram's daddy only went half of the way. No, I'm going to be like Abraham. I'm going to make it all the way. And I'm not going to have to live my life always looking at what looks by the eye to be the best thing. Remember Lot did that? Remember when Abraham and Lot, they got to the place where, woo, they had so much stuff. Look at you never say, that's me right there. We have so much stuff. Hallelujah. Just so much stuff. And Abraham and Lot got to the place they had so much stuff. And, you know, Father Abraham, he just, you know, was just as happy as anything. Why? Because he carried faith. He was the father of faith. Lot was what? A passenger. He had birthright. But you can have birthright and not utilize its power. You know my last name works for my children. Different places we go once they hear who they are. It's amazing what my last name does for my children. And you know what? They have no trouble using that name. Why? Because they have no trouble utilizing birthright. So Lot, of course, you know, he had everything to prove, everything to take. And because... He wasn't really the father of faith, but the passenger of faith. He had entitlement written all over his forehead. And what entitlement does is it takes what another person just naturally lives in, works with, but entitlement says it's mine and you have to give it to me. But you know, Abraham wasn't looking out there saying, you know what, I'll take the best land. I am the father of faith. I will take the best land. It's horrible being on the front row, isn't it? Because you have to act like you're interested. (laughs) And so the father of faith It's all his, really. And Lot, let's just call him Lottie. (laughs) He's the type of guy you just love to poke in the eye. You just want everything and work for nothing. Let's just call him Lottie. So Lot, he just says, you know, I'm going to take all this the best. And you, Abe, you can have that. And you know, Abraham didn't even put up a fuss. 
But look what Lot did with it. Look what happened to Lot's family. Because Lot chose by the eye. Abraham chose and lived by faith. Lot is representative of those who live by the eye. When you live by sight, covetousness is the fruit. When you live by faith, the blessing is the fruit. Not stuff. The blessing. The blessing empowers you and makes you what? Favored to receive stuff. Now, Isaiah 11. Go there in your spare time. What did Isaiah 11 say? Well, it says a lot, Pastor Paul. Well, it says this, that the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, talks about the reverential fear of the Lord. And then what else does it say? It says that he will not judge by the eye. This day that we are living in, ladies and gentlemen, to what? To prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. You're going to have to tend your well. You're going to have to grow your faith. You're going to have to walk in love. Come on. And you're not going to be able to judge by the sight of the eye. In other words, see that our sons of God, Romans 8, are led by the Spirit of God. Say that with me. I am a son of God, and I am led by the Spirit of God. One more time. I am a son of God, and I am led by the Spirit of God. One more time. I am a son of God, and I am led by the Spirit of God. Let's thank him for it right now in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. 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 Let me hear the back. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My Psalm 25, 13 in the NIV says this that he will spend his days in prosperity and his descendants will inherit the land. Let me say that again. Psalm 25, 13. He will spend his days in prosperity and his descendants will inherit the land. I have known this for years, that when I speak the name of Jesus, it gives Whatever's happening in the spirit and address. In other words, what I've asked for is finding its way to me. But I must work with what and whom is inside me. By faith, growing my capacity so that I tend the well. So that I allow my roots to go deep into the river 
the soil of God's love so that I prosper. He said, if you meditate upon my word night and day, where is that? Psalm 1. But go with me to Joshua chapter 1. It won't be long. I think I'm pushing it out to 4 p.m. I believe we could get a miracle if we went to 4 p.m. We work so hard for two hours on a Sunday morning, and just about the time a miracle is about to break loose, we must break for lunch. Moses, my servant, is dead. Verse 2, everybody read it. Let's, let's, let's look at it. Moses, my servant, is dead. So this Jordan, or so, now arise. Everybody say arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all his people, into the land which I am giving you. Say that with me, giving me. Giving me. What did it say we had to do first and foremost was to arise. Change your position. Every place which the sole of your foot shall tread, I have given you. And then he marked out the borders. He said, verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. And then he begins to give him instructions. Verse 6, be strong. Everybody say that with me, be strong. Be strong. That's why we can hold on to confidence. Everything's going to try and rob you of the confidence. Because it says if you lose your confidence, you lose your reward. That's exactly what Hebrews 10, 35 said. Why do you think the enemy is always trying to knock people? To knock your confidence. Well, I declare over you, your confidence will never be knocked. Shut it out. I receive my payday. Shut it out. I am whole. Spirit, soul, and body. I um, whole. It's laborious, isn't it? So boring. We should be talking about other things. Will you step outside this door? Everything that I've talked about today, every one of us needs and is impacted with. He said, be strong, confident, and of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit. Paul Brady, you shall cause this people to inherit. Mom, you shall cause your children to inherit. Dad, you shall cause your children to inherit. Grandpa, you shall cause your descendants, come on, to inherit. How many people believe there's going to be something to inherit? Come on, why did, why did I say that? Why? Because he said what lay up a, an inheritance for your... Come on, lift your hand and say, I receive it in the name of Jesus. That's why we're prospering. Shut it out. I'm prospering. I'm in health, spirit, soul, body. No limits today. Limits are off. Every sickness, disease, infirmity, lack, insufficiency... Is gone from my life. Today starts a fresh slate. 
in the name of Jesus. Come on, I'm born again by the Spirit of God. I'm filled with the Spirit of God. I have the Spirit of God upon me. I have the Spirit of revelation, understanding, knowledge. I have the reverential fear of the Lord. I have eyes to see. He's illuminating my heart. My God, how many times do you have to pray Ephesians 1 to see it in operation? Do you know that today's message could be a result of you praying Ephesians 1? Because we pray Ephesians 1 and we are not expecting the results. Then my heart will be blotted. We're so mechanical. We can't even hear the voice of God because of the noise of your mechanics. The noise of your engine always running with your quoting. And don't get me wrong, I quote with the best of them. But you're not supposed to outshout God. That was very Irish there, wasn't it? Let me help you with Oklahoma. Outshout God. That was from just north of Miami. <laughs> he said, no man will be able to withstand or stand against you. Shut it out. No man shall be able to stand against me all the days of my life. All the days of my life. Come on, somebody needs to get this. I'm going to let you go when we get it. Uh, all the days of my life. That means if there's an attack against you today, nothing can stand against you. Oh. Then he goes on again, what? Only you be strong, verse 7, and very courageous. So we went from strong and courage to now be strong and very courageous, that you may do according to all, right? I've commanded you, don't turn from it, that you may prosper wherever you go, that you may prosper wherever you go, that you may prosper wherever you go. Shut it out, I am prospering. <laughs> <clears throat> Go with me to Ephesians 2, verse 10. We're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Ephesians 2, verse 10 said this, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born in you, that we may do those good works. That we may do those good works. Let's say that one more time, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand, look at this, for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. So you're not on your own. You didn't think about this. He did. <laughs> There's a path and you better find it. No matter what age you are. That's why as parents, we have to guide 
our children to the path and help them stay on the path. And sometimes that's not fun. But I don't care about the moment of distress because the Bible tells me it is fleeting and temporal. In other words, that moment of distress, trying to keep everybody on the path, is just a momentary thing. Because the result of the friction, as families keeping everybody on the path, will be rewarded with tremendous compensation. No one in here, no matter what age we are, likes to be told, no, you can't do that. Especially if you're a teenager. Even in my 50s, Pastor Karn still tells me, no, you can't do that. Unfortunately for us men, it's always with us. Permission will always be part of the plan. And we're good with that. But there's a path, and sometimes to stay on that path takes a little friction. Sometimes there's a couple of hours in our homes and houses that are not fun. Because I always say it like this, I may be dad, but I am the patriarch. My father's in heaven. So it's on me. And I take it seriously. And I don't care who's what, where, what, when, this is the way it is. If you're part of this family, this is how we do it. And we will stick with the word. And if we get it wrong, we will repent and get back on the word. But because you live like that, sometimes there can be friction. Because even though I determine that, I never mess with the will of a person. But I can't help with conviction. Do you know how you can help with conviction? is that you can say, well, we're going to take this away for a period of time. Even when they're 30. I've had grown men actually say, have my computer. I can't trust myself. See, where has the days of accountability gone? Because every one of us needs somebody in our lives that can hold us accountable. Or have we gone too far? So there's a path, and sometimes I wish it was just faith. By faith, we lay hold of I wish it was just faith. My experience is that this comes along with friction. 
that in the name of Jesus, we're going to hold fast to it. Shout it out, I'm going to hold fast. The path that's been prepared for me in the name of Jesus. Amen. Look at this. Taking the path which he's prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for me to live. Shout it out. I'm going to live the good life. Come on, say it again. I'm going to live the good life. So you may have a few moments in your life that are just, I tell you, I just don't know what's going on. I tell you what's going on. It's not the devil. It's just you changing. It's just your well-bending. It's just things just rearranging in your life. It's, it's okay. There's life after change. Everybody smile real big. How many people believe this is a good message for everybody today? This is the Holy Ghost. In Hebrews 12:1, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. That sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. In other words, you cannot cruise through this. You're going to have to persevere. You're not going to be allowed the luxury of being led by your feelings. Because when God begins to work, guess what you want to do? Ask me how I know. Because when God really starts to work, we want to run. And we don't want to run to him, we want to run from everything, not just him, but everything. And we want to find ourselves somewhere that we don't have any responsibility for nothing. Not even ourselves. I might buy this teaching myself. <laughs> Hebrews 12, one in the message. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we better get on with it, strip down and start running and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, the cross, the shame, whatever, and now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your souls. I wish I could say today that this thing is easy. We always want the plan of God. We want the call of God. We want the benefits of God. We want the results of prosperity. We want to just have a message on faith, faith, and we all run around and just slap ourselves happy until we fall out under the anointing. But once we go home and your life, reality hits you one more time, what is it that you are going to do with your life? 
because I have to get up and go to bed with me. My wife gets to do that as well, but I have to get up and go to bed with me and Pastor Karn. But it's me. And I can't go to Pastor Karn. Why aren't we prospering? Why aren't you doing? Because it didn't say about her soul. It's speaking to my soul. So lift your hands all over this room this morning. The Spirit of God is so heavy. Michael, God wants to take us to a place that we don't have to think about anything. In the name of Jesus, that we've just become so renewed. So renewed, a so renewed, so renewed and so refreshed in the name of Jesus from the well within us in the name of Jesus. Spring up a well, spring up a well and begin to tan the very soul, the very come on guys some of the elevators within us have only begun to floor five and I'm telling you everything up until you you've had about 54 more floors that haven't been tended by this elevator and this elevator is wanting to go higher today I'm seeing it as I was praying in tongues this is what the Lord gave me and you've just been going to floor five all these years just going to floor five within you and God's wanting you to blow the limits today in the name of Jesus to make a decision in the name of Jesus, that you're going higher, that you're going to start going up to 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, that you're going to grow higher like an edifice growing higher and higher, building yourself, praying in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, there's a way to do this. You can get your eye on the Word. You can stay on the Word. You can tend that well, and you can cause that well to have an overflow. In the name of Jesus, that you're just not trying to draw out of a, a water that's way deep down in your well but you can cause your well to swell in the name of Jesus you can cause your well to swell have your own flood in the name of Jesus have your own flood shut it out it's time for flood it's time for the flood in the name of Jesus. And I'm not talking about the river. I'm talking about the well. That well rising within you in the name of Jesus. Oh, those waters are rising. Those waters are rising. Those waters are rising. Today is the first day of the rest of my life. Things that bothered me before today will never bother me again. For I am seated and clothed and in my right mind. And I have been seated at the right hand of the Father in Christ. And I am far above all principality and power. That I am far above all that would try to distract. I look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. And every enemy is being brought under my feet. In the name of Jesus, I have a well inside me. And I say, spring up a well. 